Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, April 10th, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace, they offer you Mongo databases, it's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, your bearded host with the, the mostest beard, I guess, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, the unbearded Rye Walker. Nice. <laughs> back from vacation land yeah you too right yeah 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 it was a interesting vacation it's nice yeah. to get away yeah mine too well you, you were you were just a little bit further north i think than me yeah um, yeah you guys went to uh where'd you go you went to hilton head, hilton head. that's it yeah yeah i think it's like so it's nice it was kind of cool in the beginning of the week and got a little bit warmer by the end so it was nice i liked it Nice. Yeah, that place is probably pretty nice in the spring. I know for me, like the one time I've been to Hilton Head was in the summer, like yeah. middle of July. Hot as heck there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it got kind of steamy by the end and it's only March or I guess it was just turning April, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mine was weird. Like I had a client demo that happened Monday and it was supposed to be Thursday while we were on vacation and it worked out because I was in Charlotte, the clients in Charlotte, and then like just wasn't enough done to be impressive. So mm. we uh, pushed it back and I was like furiously working every night after the kids went to bed. So <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Yep. The yep. life of freelancers, I guess. That's right. Life of, of feeding yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. So this week we are talking about Meteor 1.1, tectonic shifting, Facebook acquiring Meteor, Meteor Polymer, and no sequel. We went on vacation, like right when all the big news, like this week's been kind of a slow news week for Meteor, but last week was big. Yeah. So I, I pulled a couple stories from last week too. And the biggest one being 1.1 came out, you know, what a day before, it was like March 30th or March 31st, they released it. So felt like they were almost teeing us up for april fool's jokes or something <laughs> yeah have you uh have you used meteor one one yet um let me think i think i think we are i'm pretty sure we're using it right now we just upgrade whenever they come out now and we have had no problems doing that lately yeah like I've, i feel like maybe that's the the real story of this update right like it for people <laughs> that have been using meteor like it's almost like nothing happened you typed yeah. meteor update and everything still works i don't even i don't even notice mini sat right like that's that's probably a really good thing (laughs) yep yeah so cat release uh one one oh two yeah i'm using one one (laughs) yeah there's some big things in here so if you haven't seen it yet i'd highly recommend going and watching the uh the the mini sat talk that david greenspan gave yes greenspan I always get the Davids mixed up. That's a great talk. And that got shipped in here, right? So I think maybe 
if you were running into weird edge case problems with packages getting installed, like that should be completely resolved now because they have an industrial strength constraint solver in place. And that was kind of cool too, because the open source solver was written in C++, but he used like some kind of cross compiler to get it to work with JavaScript. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. And they're supporting 3.0 and 2.6 officially with Mongo now. So that's awesome. I don't know if they've gone in and done anything specific. Dogs are barking. (laughs) I don't know if they've done anything specific to wire anything up for 3.0. I didn't uh, look too closely there, but I I know it works, right? And that's interesting. Yeah, I know people were saying they were using Meteor with 3.0 before that. So maybe just officially flipped that switch, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I think it was just more like they tried it and it worked and they probably spent a little more time making sure nothing looked broken. Yeah. I, I guess the biggest thing was really something that we don't care about, which is Windows support, right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used Windows in forever, so. Yep, yep. I mean, I think the two main things were Mongo 3 and Windows. And I don't know, like, it'll be interesting to see how that affects the community. Uh, well, so I don't know if you saw, I, I think it was either on the forum or a tweet or something, but Matt DeBergalis posted something about the stats for like developers connecting to, I'm assuming meteor.com or something. Somehow they know the machine that you're on when you connect to atmosphere or uh, the package manager somewhere. And, um, you know, I, it looked like it was like a, tripod there split into three pieces and i don't know if i had to guess i'd say like windows is like 25 percent of that pie okay yeah which is pretty impressive and that's what was it before the the release was it lower or they didn't say they didn't say they didn't show like a growth or anything yeah i mean i figure a lot of windows developers are probably using (laughs) a lot of windows developers are, are using meteor through like a VM, you know, and now they don't have to do that. So, you know, I think partially it's just making it more convenient for the Meteor. people using Meteor and Windows already. Yeah. But it should, should bring some more people in that were like maybe pissed off that it was so damn hard to use it before, you know, for them. I had someone email me today and he wanted to know, like, you know, have I deployed to Windows yet? And like, <laughs> no, actually, I haven't, I haven't tried to build for Windows, like, that, that's kind of weird. So he's like working on a Mac, but then he wants to deploy to a Windows environment. I'm like, hmm. I got no idea, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Let me know yeah. if you find a solution. You said go to forum.meteor. <laughs> Ask it there. Yeah. All right. Next story. We are talking about tectonics or tectonic to be more specific. Yeah. Uh, so the tectonic platform is a offering from CoreOS. So again, this is pretty technical, like that I barely understand it. The word Kubernetes is in this. That makes the, the, the uh, news story pretty fun because that's a fun word to say. Kubernetes is a, um, oh God, I don't even know what the hell, how to describe Kubernetes. It's basically a, a, a way to deal with Linux containers, kind of related to Docker. I don't know if it actually is Docker or Docker's inside of it. One of those, I think really yeah, Docker better. Docker can run inside Kubernetes. Yeah, yeah. Go to Kubernetes.io if you want to find out more about it. But it's funny, like I keep hearing Kubernetes, 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 like all over the place. And but but basically CoreOS, which is um, 
they're, they're launching a, a hosting platform called Tectonic that obviously leverages Kubernetes and is a kind of a next generation hosting platform. So it's a beta sign up. You didn't, have you signed up for the beta yet, uh, Josh? I have not. I'll be honest. Like I have not played with Docker or honestly, I haven't played with core OS either or Kubernetes. So yeah, kind of behind the times there. I want to take a weekend and learn it, but yeah. I mean, I know, I think that um, Modulus uses core OS now and they actually hosted the Kubernetes talk here in Cincinnati. And so like they're, they're doing some of this stuff. I don't know that they're using Kubernetes, but they're, they're at least, I know they're using Docker all over the place now. Yeah. And, and so it's just like, you know, like basically it's a, another way to do deployment. This platform could be a good option to host Meteor. I don't know if anyone is yet considering this is beta at this point, but if you're into that kind of stuff and hadn't heard of this, yet another option emerges. And actually, Josh, you have this big blog post on how to host on Meteor, so I guess you'll have to watch this and maybe add this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I just got my uh, drip campaign set back up, so when you sign up for the mailing list, you know, the, uh, I think the second or third email that you get references the blog post, and so I've been getting a lot of people replying, and, and some of them are like, oh, hey, you know, you should check out Docker you know, play with this or play with that, you know, check out Scalingo. So I think I'm definitely going to have to like make that post bigger and uh, yeah, definitely going to learn some there. You got to add windows to that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Clearly um, not there yet. <laughs> I mean, the, the interesting part about this, this post too is like CoreOS is a company, they just got acquired, they just got invested. They, they basically simultaneously announced that they're doing this hosting platform and uh, they raised $12 million from Google Ventures together. Like that just, that announcement just happened. And it's ironically close to the amount of money that Meteor raised, you know, to, to um, do oh, so, I mean, Yeah, in the first round, yeah. Yeah, well, it's tricky. Like actually during the talk, I was thinking about like how high the bar is for Meteor for what they have to do with Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you don't have to, you have to like catch up to, lots of stuff, but you know, like if it's not better than tectonic, would you use it? You know, like, so, and I don't even know what tectonic is, but I know that these are some pretty smart people building probably some pretty sweet shit. And well, I think, I think with galaxy, you'll get a little more handholding, right? Like the other thing I hear a lot of is when people type meteor deploy, you know, they're, they're amazed at how easy that is to deploy something. And I think they want to, you know, encapsulate that into galaxy and they're using Docker and Kubernetes as well under the hoods from what I've heard. But, you know, I, I definitely think they're going to try to bring that ease of deployment and apply what they know about hosting Meteor itself to, you know, kind of an automated environment that people can use. So, Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, like, it has to be simple on the surface, yet, you know, underneath Flexible. the surface. Yeah, it's got to it's gotta be, like, if it doesn't do auto-scaling, for example, that would be a miss in my boat. You know, like if it's simple, it should just like automatically deal with my load, you know, magically. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what I would love to see from them. So like the simplest possible thing, which it's not totally simple. Anyways. Yeah. yeah uh, Meteor hosting is uh, a thing and we have another entrant potentially in it. Someone should try this out. Uh, love to see a blog post from somebody this upcoming week on 
how they tested it. <laughs> oh yeah, nice, nice. I bet I bet Aaron Aaron is the one that posted this. He's like, is oh, this yeah. gonna be like a galaxy killer? I don't know. I don't, he said something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't, yeah, and I don't even know if like you can get into this yet. It might be a big waiting list. So yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on, Facebook acquiring Meteor. <laughs> that happened, right? <laughs> yeah, that totally happened. You know, I I need to go back. So I wrote this post. And it was like, uh, I was on vacation and I was like, man, tomorrow's April 1st. I really, I, I want to do something funny related to Meteor because I've got a big community. I think they get a kick out of it, right? And so I started kicking around ideas and everyone's like, oh, you should say something about Microsoft buying Meteor. And then I'm like, well, it's like obviously a joke if I, if I do that, right? And, mm-hmm. but I think I can scare a lot more people if I do like Facebook acquiring media and so I I actually I didn't like deeply think it out but then I started writing down all the connections I knew happening between media and Facebook and I was like oh crap this is actually like a thing that could happen this is weird so uh, Mark Andreessen's on the board at Facebook and he's also I don't know if he's on the board at at, at media but he's definitely the like the lead investor and he sits down when they come in He talks to them, you know, so that's kind of weird. And then they've hired Ben Newman uh, from Facebook to work at Meteor. And he's into the uh, pushing forward the, the new ECMA ES6 standards and trying to get all that working with Meteor as well. And so, yeah, there were just, there were, there were a lot of connections and, you know, I, I, I try to at least be funny with some of the quotes and whatnot. And, I emailed um, Matt ahead of time and I'm like, well, I just want to give you a heads up. I think I'm going to do this. Would it make you guys really mad? And he's like, well, it might be awkward because we might have to like say something to people like we're not really being acquired. <laughs> yeah. So you went ahead and did it anyway. I did. I did. It, you know, I wrote the thing and it was funny and I kept just trying to make it funnier and I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so did you, did you fool some people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You should totally check out the, the comments on this thing. Um, cause one guy, uh, posted, uh, a comment and it's just a picture of a bunny going, no, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, Oh my God, I was so scared. And then I saw it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I, I kid you not, I was in a meeting this week and someone's like, they're telling me like, oh, I thought I saw on my feed like Facebook just acquired Meteor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't see it on the first day. Like, yeah. So you know. now, now I gotta like go put like a joke in the title and. You know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's like so. Speaking of April Fool's Day, I don't. Are you, I forget you. Are you in, on Reddit uh, much, Josh? Yeah, not as Reddit? much anymore. Yeah. Like people got annoyed that I was like posting crater stuff to Reddit yeah. and. So, like, after I stopped doing that, I stopped hanging out there as much. Uh, so, you, you excommunicated yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, on April Fool's Day, they, had this, they have this thing called The Button. Have you seen that? Like, if you're not paying attention to Reddit, you might not see that. But, like, there's this, there was a button. It was just a – do you know what I'm talking about at all? Uh, no, I have no idea. All right, all right. So, like, there's the button, and it's just basically a button that's, like, if you press it, the timer resets to 60 seconds, and it's just counting down, right? No one knows what the button does. 600,000 people have pressed the button. You get like, you get flair, like different color. Like if you're in 50 to 60 seconds, you know, you're a purple. And then, you know, you're blue if you're in the next 10th. 
And this has been going on since April Fool's Day. And like, people are like, what the, you know, like, what is this, the button? It, I thought it was just like an April Fool's Day joke, but now it's like, I don't know what, how many days are we? Uh, 10 days later, it still hasn't hit 60 seconds. Like, so someone <laughs> pressed that button. And, and uh, that was my other big April Fool's Day thing. And now it's like still an obsession. Like, so I go there all the time and watch, watch the countdown. And, uh, nice. Nice. Yeah, check that, check that out if you guys haven't seen that. It's a pretty crazy internet phenomenon. So. Yeah, you know there were some funny ones I heard about. Like uh, BMW put an ad in the paper that said, "Like, bring in your car and your keys, and your you know, we'll take it as trade in and give you a brand new, you know, fifty thousand dollar BMW." <laughs> and so, like you know, everyone probably reads this and goes, "Ah, ha, ha, it's April first, whatever." Yeah. Some lady took it in and you know gave them gave them her old beater and they gave her a brand new. BMW. What? It wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jokes on everyone else. Oh, man. And then did you see the, the dash button from Amazon? No. That came out uh, April Fool's as well, April 1st. And like it's this button that you can put somewhere. Like you put it next to your um, laundry machine and it's just a Tide button. And when you hit it, it uses your local internet to order more Tide straight off Amazon. Bound, oh yeah, balance your tide. Does it actually work? Yeah, yeah, it's a legit thing apparently. Oh, they just they released it on April first. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that, that, that there's somebody else released a product on April first in the past. I was reading about this. Uh, can't think who it was. In the eh, anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good stuff. All right, let's go to the next story. We're so far off topic now. We are April Fool's Day. Facebook acquires Meteor. Meteor uh, Polymer. Let's talk about Meteor Polymer. So this is kind of cool. This is, um, you know, as you know, I'm using Polymer day-to-day with UserCycle. And right, this package lets you use pure Polymer on the front end instead of Blaze and Spacebars, which, you know, we, I've thought about this. Like, that would be kind of an interesting world versus, like, mixing it together. You know, it's, it's, it always feels to me wrong to mix Blaze and some other big front end, you know. And so Blaze plus Polymer equals lots of overlap, right? Mm-hmm. Blaze plus React is lots of overlap. Blaze plus Angular is overlap. So this strips out Blaze and Spacebars and you use pure Polymer on the front end, which would be similar to like using pure React with a Meteor back end. The problem with that is there, there are probably some components that you'd want to, some Polymer components that you'd want to use because the Polymer way of getting to data is through a component, you know, like... Mm-hmm. That's the way that that's the way it works. So that's kind of the data pattern. So uh, I don't know who this is. Dan, uh, John, Johan. I don't know Johan. Olmeren, Olmeren, from Sweden. He actually is using our differential vulcanized package, which does some of the work. But he's he's actually gone ahead and, and implemented a, a system where you can just use pure polymer front end, meteor back end, and I'm going to test this out. I mean, we're we're pretty far down the road on user cycle, so probably wouldn't like do this, but it's kind of interesting to see how, so the cool thing about like using pure Polymer front end is it's literally a static website. So you can host it like on a CDN, you know? Well, you know, that's an interesting point though, because when you think about Meteor, it is technically a static website as well, right? Yeah. Because all it is is HTML, JS and CSS. And then it makes a DDP connection back to start pulling data. over. Yep. And that's basically what this does, but obviously without any of the, the blaze. Uh, the thing is like Polymer has loop, you know, it has a lot of the same stuff that um, blaze has them. I mean, to me, they're kind of similar. They're just different. You know, one's an HTML standard. One's kind of 
JavaScript framework, but well, uh, so I, I guess the weird part, right? And this is this is a weird thing for me too with React. It looks like down here he's got like Meteor status, Meteor collection, Meteor subscribe. These look like HTML tags that you put in, and yep. you use those. And I don't know that that seems weird to me. Um, well, see, that's the thing you have to understand the Polymer way to understand how this stuff works. You know. Well, but, I, I remember the days of you know putting my database queries in my php templates i don't remember liking that i don't know yeah well this is more of like a component that creates the functionality like like you don't you don't just include javascript tags or javascript files in polymer you include a component that would include the javascript for you you know what i mean yeah so the idea is like i guess the the theory would be and i don't know if it's if it'll work but the theory would be with polymer is that like there are people who design components and then there are the the commoners who use components you know and, and just can compose an app from all these things you know that, that's the whole comp promise of components well i mean you can use components to modularize your code too but um if you're kind of a lower level developer with a few polymer tags you can turn a otherwise completely static site into a into a site with some functionality like i always like to use the idea of like a a MailChimp form, like you could have a MailChimp tag that does that little bit of JavaScript that MailChimp gives you, you know, or, or Google Analytics. Like most websites have, like, stat, like static websites have just a little bit of interactivity, like a form or a Google form or something like that that just requires a little bit of programming. But so, so I don't know. I, I think that um, it is definitely a weird, the Polymer is a different, different thing than all the other um, things because everything's done with HTML tags. All functionality is added and configured with that. So yeah. unless you're building a component, in which case you have straight up JavaScript inside that. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, it's something worth checking out if you're, if you're messing around with Polymer and it's still very early and you're maybe, I mean, I, there's probably, there aren't too many like pure Polymer developers. I wouldn't think in the world yet. <laughs> um, but if you happen to be one of those and you stumble across Meteor, this would be very cool for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Yep. And one other note, I, I I think next week we'll talk about it. But there was a there was a release called Blaze Components, so it's a package, um, and I think we can dive into that next week. Man, these trains like That's a nice train you got there. Yeah, we've hit an all time high during the show. I think. All right, so <laughs> the, the last story here is uh, no SQL injection and why you should stop allowing that to happen. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think everybody knows about the, maybe they don't, the audit argument package, which has audit argument checks is what it's called. And it's got this little uh, method that you can use on the server side called check. So this is from uh, who wrote this? Pete Corey, sorry wrote this and he, he's been putting out little blog posts. They're pretty good. I like this one. He just, he talks through the fact that usually, you know, we think about the meteor methods and we put the audit argument checks there, but you know, you need to do it on your publish functions as well. And you need to make sure that what's getting passed in is what you, it's what you think it is. Right. So for instance, if you want someone to send along a string to do a search, you know, they're going to say, they want to search for, you know, green beans in your local marketplace app and you want to return all the green beans. Let's say you take that as part of your publication as an argument there. 
someone can send along an object instead, right? Just a little uh, JSON looking object, JavaScript object that has, you know, dollar sign greater than equal with an empty string. And all of a sudden it's just going to send everything back from your database. So you thought you were being secure in reality. Uh, Joe script kitty there just uh, got your entire database and uh, pulled a LinkedIn on you or something and exposing everyone's passwords. Who knows? So yeah, I mean, just, you just install this package and then in the publication function, you just run a check and you check that that variable is a string rather than an object. And that should keep you relatively safe. Yeah. I'm trying to think, are any of your apps exposed for this? Any of the programming you would have done? Me? No, not at all. Like I'm always secure, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like a second there, like what, like, are, is this something that affects everybody? Like, is this something I should be reading and like changing some, some adding this? If you're, if you're in production, you should definitely have audit argument check in place. Oh. This I is think, really argument to say use that package. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure such a great read me on this guy. This package is empty. Its presence is detected by live data. Oh, that's interesting. They just look for the package in live data, but the code all lives in live data. So I'm pretty sure like it'll throw you an error or a warning or something if you're not using check calls and mm-hmm. you have this package installed. Oh, I see. Check calls everywhere. It should warn you at least about that. You know, this to me goes hand in hand with the last podcast we did. We talked about the, the browser policy as well. I think we had someone, yeah, Rishi filled in for you last time, but that's another good one too. You know, like you should install that and configure it because Superfish was trying to insert things onto the Athena page when viewers went there. And so uh, if you didn't listen to that episode, you should go back and listen and understand like what that package will do for you as well. But um, it's tough. So so there's a check package in Meteor and then the audit Arguments check, just checks to make sure you're using the check package to check your stuff. Is check, that it, it makes sure that you have check calls wherever you have yeah. methods taking arguments on the server. Yeah, it has a bad readme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> this is an internal media package. <laughs> yeah. And Glasser is going to take the credit for the bad readme because <laughs> he's the last guy that touched it, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'm adding that to I mean, we are doing checks on our methods, but... Am I doing it everywhere? I'm not sure. I just added the audit argument checks right here, live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll yell at you if you're not using them. So Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good awesome. Stuff. All right. All right, guys. Uh, so this week, uh, we haven't had a lot of patron activity. It's only 80 clicks to get in here. <laughs> yeah, actually, Matt M and Wade... And Peter, and I think Devin, I think Devin's new. All those guys have joined in the last week or so. So that's been awesome. That Slack chat room is going like gangbusters now. What are you Uh, up to now? There are like, let's see, 33 patrons total. And there are some other people in the Slack chat room as well. It's been awesome to watch because a guy, literally uh, Josh came in there last week, two weeks ago. And, uh, 
he was just starting to learn Meteor, was a PHP dev, and within a week, he like built a full functional app that was like outputting PDFs and invoicing people and all kinds of stuff. And he was asking a lot of questions in there, and a lot of people were helping. So it was kind of awesome, awesome to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, just real quick, I got to tell you a story. I think I, we may mention this on the podcast before, but you know Dove, Dove the VC that we share oh, the office yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He released, he released an Atmosphere package. What? That happened. A VC yeah. released an atmosphere package. Yes, yes. He, he, <laughs> so if, let's see, let's atmosphere, let's pimp it for him. He probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but maybe he does. Um, Atmosphere.js, Dove Rosenberg slash ad hoc reporter. So he's built, he's building like a reporter package that you do some configuration and it lets you like get reports from the Mongo database. Similar to like how Salesforce has an ad hoc reporter. So this could actually be useful to people. Wow. Yeah. And if you go, I mean, look, check us, read me. It's, it's legit. It's better read me probably than I've ever made. So, so uh, is it just outputting the data? It looks like it's outputting actual HTML here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if it does, um, if it does any, yeah, I guess that we should have put this on as an official topic. I just thought of it, as you mentioned, newbies kicking ass in Meteor. Nice. Yeah. Check, check it out. Maybe we'll talk about it next week if we can, uh, yeah. yeah. I want to install it. He asked me to install it and I haven't done it yet. Yeah, install and get a screenshot. Like, yep. let's get a screenshot and that's what you mean. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I told him, are you ready to co-host the podcast? Because I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, man. All right, I'll talk to you. Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. All right, see ya. This podcast has been a Meteor Club production. You can find out more information about Meteor Club at meteorjs.club. It's pretty easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop. Again, that's meteorjs.club. Meteor